Good morning, church. Boy, it is 8.30, huh? It's 9. I'm kidding. Good morning. Good morning. That was much better and louder. Uh, we are so thankful to have you here. Welcome to Home Church. We're so excited to be able to share God's word with you, whether you are with us here in person, watching online. We're so thrilled that you allow us to be part of your uh, daily walk with Christ. Um, right now, we're going to have everybody stand up and say hello to one another. The dream is fading, now I'm staring at the door. I know it's over because my feet have hit the cold floor. Check my reflection, I ain't feeling what I see. It's no mystery. Whatever happened to a passion I could live for? What became of the flame that made me feel more?
All right, if I could have everybody take your seats. I'm not going to lie, I love that I announce a seat taking and they're still murmuring. Good job on the meeting and greeting. I am going to rank you against second service uh, in about an hour and a half. Before we get started with the service today, we do have a few announcements. The side-by-side -side widow ministry for widows and widowers will be meeting the first Saturday of every month at 10 a.m. That is starting February 4th at Jane's house, so if you have any questions, you can contact the church office or Jane Morrill. Uh, we would just ask again that we have your guys' help in keeping the children's area clear. We have been having people who don't have any children, who aren't working back there, uh, congregating in the children's area. So that area is only for the dropping off and picking up of children. Um, if you want to speak with a volunteer or a security worker who is in there, please do so when they are not uh, working in the children's area. We just don't need that bottlenecking. January 28th, we have Bill Warner's Celebration of Life at 11 a.m. here at Home Church. So Bill's family would like to invite you to celebrate and remember the life of Bill Warner. Um, please call the church to RSVP uh, so that we can get a head count for the reception of that. January 29th, we are going to have a mission speaker, Jonathan Doherty, giving the message. You guys can clap for that. That's cool. Yeah. Very exciting um, to have, you know, somebody who's going to be a missionary coming in and giving us a word about uh, Christ and spreading him. The Just Older Youth Potluck is February 19th after the second service in the gym. So that is restarting with our potluck, so bring a dish to share. And then the end-of-year giving statements are available for pickup at the welcome counter. So if you need <laughs> the statements for your taxes, for your tithes and offerings, we have those for you. And get ready to clap, just as a heads up, guys. <laughs> Life group sign-up sheet for people interested in leading and or opening your home are also at the Welcome Center. We are going to be restarting our life groups. If you were part of a life group last time, I think you know that it was a great time. Uh, come on in. If you were not part of one, you get a second opportunity. If you do not want to be part of one, come talk to me, and I think at the end you'll want to be part of one. <laughs> it's, it's a great time. So at this point, we're going to go into <clears throat> our time of giving the tithes and offerings and preparing ourselves for our corporate worship. If I could have... Oh, I should explain how we give tithes and offerings. We do it three ways here. You can do it online, in person, uh, or through the mail. So in person, we've got a box at the back of the sanctuary. Online, we have a drop-down menu on our website. By mail, you have a mailbox uh, in front of your residence. So if I could have everybody bow their heads with me as we enter a time of prayer. Father, we are so thankful that we are able to be here in your presence. We are able to come together in your house, celebrate you and what you have done for us. We are so thankful to be able to, to, be, able to be generous in tithes and offerings and to have the breath in our lungs to sing your praises. We ask that you would use this time 
to touch and change hearts, to grow us as people, to grow us as a community. We say all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. We appreciate our brother this morning. Amen. Amen. Everything he does and everything his lovely wife does. Today's a very special day because I remember it was about three years ago. Um, him and his lovely wife stepped into our church. And um, I can't remember if it was exact Sunday or if it's next Sunday uh, or if it was last Sunday. But I know it was, it was during this time. And um, it was an incredible thing because I was thinking about that. And I was thinking, I remember... When every new visitor we have have come in for the last past three years, I remember the, the month the, the, around the time, and I remember when I've met your lovely faces from the Reguses the first time I met you guys when we were here. Um, and we could be here all day. All I'm trying to say, church, is I'm thankful for our home church. Amen. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the body of Christ. I'm thankful um, for you all, and uh, I'm so excited to worship with you and um, to sing praises to our God. To sing praises to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, no matter how our week went, um, good or bad, we're here to lay all that aside and worship the Creator. Amen. Amen. Team, y'all ready? You ready to do this with me? Yeah. Who's ready to worship Jesus? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Please stand to your feet this morning as we worship the Creator this morning, as we honor the King of Kings. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him in the morning, praise Him in the noontime, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him when the sun goes down. Praise Him, 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 praise Him
Somebody gave praise him. I said, I'm going to praise him. I praise him. I praise him in the morning. I praise him in the noontime. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him when the sun goes down. I'm going to praise him when the sun goes down. Tonight, yes, I will. Praise him when the sun goes down. Yeah. Hallelujah. Este rodilla que viva los huesos. La adoración que levanta los muertos. They love to my boy, boy, somebody that's at home right now watching online you're home online watching online I want to encourage you to worship Jesus with this morning hallelujah there's people who are sick in body who can't be here this morning I mean you know church we're with them in spirit amen yes amen thank you yes amen sing with us worship with us the creator the king of kings the lord of lords amen Saturday I said Saturday was silent surely
Sometimes you live in life and everything is going good and next thing you know you hit a bump like right just a minute ago I messed up I was off the beat I, I went too soon and jacked everything up but there's a God in heaven who can take that and utilize that you can learn from that you can either get off the stage and pout and run away and say I ain't doing this anymore or you say you know what I'm not doing this for me or anybody else I'm doing this for God amen. can somebody say amen and you know what it's okay at the end of the day we the song went we finished, and God got the praise. Amen. Cuando pele de rodillas mis manos asare, oh Dios, la batalla tuya. Yes. 
go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against so the power so of our God. This morning we would ask you to place your blood and your protection over Pastor Carlos. Thank you for his message. Lord, we know that the Bible talks a lot about truth and how the truth will set us free. And so we pray that our hearts would be open to this message so that we would know that we know that we can be set free when we know the truth. Help us to know that truth. Help him, Lord, to articulate what you, the Holy Spirit, have given to him. We thank you that he is a man of the Bible and that he searches the Bible and then delivers to us what you have given to him. So we thank you for all of the things that are happening here today. We thank you for everyone in attendance, and we thank you, too, for all of those who are able to watch online. We give you the praise and thank you once again that the battle does belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give God praise this morning. Amen. I want us to get that chorus one more time with Pastor Barb on my side. So when I fight on Fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. 
Nothing else could do it. No one can do it. Only him. And so this morning, before I even preach this word, I pray that, that you, your heart's ready to hear from, not me, but from Jesus. Amen. Honest and open. 
Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. Thank you, musicians. Appreciate you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. Wow. I want to read a scripture after I read. Second Corinthians 12, 9. Now, Bruno, you don't have to turn there. You don't have to turn there. I appreciate your, uh, your promptness, but you don't have to turn there yet. Second Corinthians 12, 9 says, And he said my, to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities. He takes pleasure in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Can somebody say amen? Amen. amen. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to um, preach a sermon this morning that I've titled, uh, it's actually a series, it's going to be a three-week series. Um, I, could, I could take this, it could be a ten-week series, really, if you think about it, but God's put, just put it on my heart and said, if for some reason our guest speaker doesn't show up or come, I will have something prepared. But this morning I want to preach a small series, and I've titled uh, it with Battles Within. Somebody say Battles Within. And I'm believing God that this is going to be uh, life transforming um, as I went into the scripture and I'm looking at it and God kind of just inspired me to speak this word. I believe people are going to be, um, my hope is that you, you walk here, you walk away from here like more than just changed, but really um, knowing something that you um, should know as soon as possible. Um, I want to look at one word, and that word is insecurity. I want to start with the word insecurity. But I want to look at it from a different point of view. Um, this morning, this might sound weird, but I'm actually giving God praise for my insecurity. Um, and my hope is after this message, God's going to give us the power uh, over our insecurities, the thing that could hold us down, the thing that has constantly um, threatened the person God has created us to be no longer by his grace has a hold on me. And my hope is that we don't look back on life and say, why did I let insecurity get the best of me? Or why did I let time slip me by? I believe in God's gonna use me today, hopefully as your pastor. You don't have to wait because of insecurity, God can use you right now. And that this is just not, not another sermon, but a revelation that changes the way you see yourself. And most importantly, you can see what God has always known and seen about you. Um, while I was preparing this message, uh, a TV uh, channel came to my mind called HGTV. 
Anybody ever seen that show? I love seeing the transformation that happens on the show. It blows my mind. Uh, there's a house that's, uh, there's nothing really special about it. Um, it's it's kind of run down. It's ugly. And all of a sudden, they take this home that no one wants. Uh, people want to get rid of. They, they, they've, they've lost, there's, there's no hope. And some people come in and they doctor it up give us some TLC, and next thing you know, this house that someone was going to throw away, all of a sudden, you, you look at it and you go, you know what, I think I changed my mind. I think I might, I wouldn't mind living there. I wouldn't mind spending the money to live in that place, to live in that house. It looks, it looks pretty nice. Um, and so it shows me the problem isn't the house. The issue isn't the house. Um, the issue is the person who lives in the house who decides whether it has value or not. If it has worth or not. And I was thinking about my insecurities. I've always wanted them to disappear and go away. And then I thought to myself, maybe I'm spending a lot of emotional energy and prayers on the wrong thing instead of saying, God, help me not be insecure. Instead of saying, God, can you help me go through life with my insecurities? Because the scripture says we have weakness. We have weakness. My insecurities, while I was thinking about the TV show, my insecurities have built houses. My insecurities have built homes. Um, my insecurity has built a house. It's where I live. And what happens, and what happens in my life, I decide what goes into that home. What I decorate my home with. And so I want you right now either to close your eyes or if you're writing notes, paint a picture within your head Think about if my insecurities were a house, what happens in my life that decorates the rooms and the walls of my insecurities or this word they like to use, renovate, or what renovates the insecurities? Follow me. There are in life temporary insecurities. Uh, I remember years ago when I had a surgery I had an insecurity. My, my arm was swollen. I couldn't play the drums. I couldn't skateboard. I could, there's certain things. I had a temporary insecurity. Then there's lifelong insecurities. There are things in life that you, you, can't, you can't really change. I can't change where I was born. Um, who raised me? The past. What got me here? What got you here? Fill in the blank. Um, those ones become permanent and they live within our soul and we build a house and now that house looks run down, it looks used and old and it has no value. I'll take it a step further. Your, your soul, imagine your soul having a neighborhood a neighborhood 
of homes that you've built through your life. There's all types of homes. There's the home of your talents and gifts. Um, you can picture that home. That, that home is beautiful. It's a big mansion. Your talents and gifts, whatever your talent is, if it's making bouquets that I couldn't do, whatever that gift is, if it's singing, if it's crocheting, if, that, that house in your, in your soul is a mansion, it's beautiful. Maybe, maybe it's the college degree. That house is beautiful. You're still paying on it, but it's beautiful. Maybe it's, it's uh, your, your childhood has built a home. Your teenage life has built a home. Your marriage is building a home. The children you have raised or are raising is building a home. Those lifelong insecurities have built a home. And they determine the overall value of your homes. I say that because on the show of HGTV, um, there was a certain house that got uprooted and went to a certain neighborhood. And the neighbors weren't too happy. Because no matter how much time they spent on their home and their yard, it looked beautiful, it looked immaculate. All of a sudden, across the street was a house that had no value, it was run down. And guess what? The property value of everyone else's houses went down. So no matter how much I accomplish in life, no matter what I do in life, if I have a home of insecurity and Christ ain't working up in that house, guess what? The value of all my life goes down. You following me? Amen. All of a sudden, my value goes down. Which makes me think those words that were said. Whatever house is in my soul, it doesn't matter how much I accomplish because it's going to bring my overall value down because that home in my soul has no TLC. So my, my assignment today is not to help you tear down your insecurity, to tear down the home, but like they do on HGTV, spend some time and energy and care and love to bring up the value in the home. Second Corinthians 12, 9, it says, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me, Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities and in reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I think that's amazing because he doesn't say he gets rid of our weakness. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. Christ doesn't destroy or get rid of the weakness. 
His strength is made perfect within our weakness. That means insecurity can still be there. That weakness can still be there. But when Christ steps into the insecurity, he steps into the home. And guess what? He brings up the value in that home. So I want to ask, what truths, what thoughts, what ideas are you bringing into the house? Of your insecurities. Is it the insecurity of lies? Words said against you. Is it it those insecurities? Or is it the insecurities. With Christ. Because if you're bringing anything into the home. That is not Christ. It's bringing the value down. But if you're bringing Christ. Into your home. Within the home. And believe his strength is made perfect in our weakness, then our overall value in life, our overall value in our soul will go up, and guess what? We will never be afraid to be insecure again. Because sometimes people think their value is connected to their gifts or their talents. Their value is connected to what they have in life. And I want to tell you, God doesn't look at any of that to see how much you're worth. God looks past the good, he looks past the bad, and God just loves you because he loves you for who you are. Your insecurities don't have to go away for God to use you. I'm going to say that again. Your insecurities don't have to go away for God to use you. I'm going to say it one more time. Your insecurities don't have to go away for God to use you. Amen. Amen. But you have to be willing, like on HGTV, to start clearing out what's taking space in the insecurity. You have to be willing to do it. If you're not willing to do it, then guess what? Your house will be run down. It will be worthless. You won't want to go there. Uh, When you see it, it will remind you of how bad it is. But you have to be willing, like they do on HGTV, to start clearing out the space in the insecurity, in the weakness, maybe something that's happened in your life that devalues you, you need to allow Christ to step in the home of insecurity and bring up that value. And it's a beautiful thing to know in our weakness, God's allow his, he, that's when his strength comes in because if, if we were perfect, he, would, he wouldn't have to. But it's through our weakness, his power can come into our life and we could be used by God. So what are your insecurities? I... I could venture to say you could probably look at me and know what mine are. I might be able to look at you and know what your insecurities are. Like, like right now, I see some people writing things down. I see some people, they, 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 they want to be anywhere else but here, and that's okay. Um, what are your insecurities? What are your insecurities? What are your insecurities? Is it your is it your weight? Is it your hair? Is what what is it? 
telling you, this message is going to set someone free. What are your insecurities? Are they criticisms? Is it relationship? Is it new opportunity? Is it a situation? Is it experience? Do you feel insecure? And what the flesh looks for, what we look for at times is validation. We will say, yeah, I knew it. I'm not good enough. I knew it. I shouldn't even tried. I'm not worthy. I'm not smart enough. Who was I fooling? And we go into that house of insecurity and we start decorating that house with that, with, with those words instead of with Christ. And all of a sudden this house becomes run down. But when we make a decision to allow Jesus Christ and what he says who we are, and he's the only one that's allowed to go up in our house, nothing else, no one else, and build within that insecurity, all of a sudden the home we did not want, the home that we dreaded going into, that place of insecurity that we didn't want no one to see, that thing that we were embarrassed of, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we want to go into that house. We want to have people over. And we don't mind because we know in our weakness we're perfect because of him. And if we don't handle insecurity correctly, it can cause you, one, not to be used by God, also be jealous of other people. And that's a whole other direction. I don't want to go off there, but there's a scary thing. And if you start living life insecure um, and you're not finding your worth from God, you'll start finding your worth in all the wrong places. I want to go to Jeremiah real quick. Jeremiah 1.4. Um, Jeremiah has an assignment from God like we all do. And Jeremiah has some insecurities. And uh, you can pick someone in the Bible. There's so many people to choose from. But Jeremiah kind of stood out to me. He comes up with these excuses why he can't do it. Jeremiah 1.4 says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said the Lord God, Behold, I cannot speak for... Oh, no, then he said, Behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Verse 10, see, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. So there are four things right here that pop out to me that, that God gives him that I believe apply, for, apply to us today right here. 
Verse number one says, God of what? He says, I formed you. Number one, God formed you. If you get nothing else from this message, God formed you. God's saying, I fashioned you, I framed you, everything about you. I'm gonna, I know where I'm taking you. I know, what's, I know what, what your assignment is, so everything about your life I have orchestrated. Number two, after he says, I formed you, he says, I knew you. I love to know that he knew me and he formed me so I can get to where he knew, or let me just say where he knows I'm going. I think that's a beautiful thing. Number three, number three right here, he says, so he knew you, and then, then he says, I sanctified you. The word sanctification means clean up, to, to set aside for his purpose, for his purpose only. He says, I, I sanctified you. And then number four, God ordained. He says, I knew you before you were born. I sanctified you. And then he says, I ordained you. Yes, I have insecurities. But guess what? He ordained me. He gifted me. He put everything inside of me that that needs to be there in order for him to make it happen. Not me but him to make it happen. And so I want to encourage you as you're living your life, as you're working, as you're, as you're uh, raising kids, and whatever you're doing in life, you say, okay, all this stuff is happening, and you say, you know what? You, it's finally, take, take a break and say, you know what? God ordained me. He formed me. He knew me. He sanctified me. And he ordained me. And then I like verse 10. It says, see, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. I wrote down here in my final notes, church, it's time to start pulling down the things that are causing our homes of our soul to lose value. And they use this word at, on HGTV lot to dep- depreciate. It's time to start. Yes, I have insecurities, but I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to build and I'm going to plan my confidence in Jesus Christ because his strength is made perfect in my weakness. And there's a saying in real estate, it's called flipping. In my homes that were full of insecurities, I'll be honest with you, church, I'm gonna gonna be real with you. I'm gonna be real with you. And I think what's amazing is like during the week I get emails from people who, who don't come to our church, who who never stepped foot into our church, they email us and they're, they're giving and tithing and they, they let me know what they got out of the message. But two years ago, 
one of Pastor Todd's biggest pet peeves was if babies were crying or if phones were going off while he was preaching. Two years ago, if a phone would have went off when I was preaching, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you, I was insane. It, would, it would get me off track. But by God's grace, it's not about the phone, it's not about this or that, it's about me preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ no matter what comes my way. I'm a, I'm a standing, living billboard of what God can do. Because there is somebody here, I'm not going to point them out, somebody here, you know I'm talking exactly to you because you have insecurities out the wazoo. But God is going to deliver you today. And I'm looking straight because I don't want no one to know who I'm talking about. But God is going to deliver you today. And you're going to look back a year from now and you're going to say, wow, look what God did. And I'm not just saying that. Look what God did. Look what God did. So devil, guess what? Yeah, I had some insecurities. Yeah, I was going to throw the house away. Yes, I was going to get out and leave. But I, every time I drive by, I'd be reminded of that home. I would be reminded of how ugly that is. I'd be reminded of all the things. But guess what, devil? By his grace and by his mercy, I flipped it. And now this home is worth something. I want to close with a story right here. And when I read this story that I, that I have right here, I want you to think about your personal homes. I want you to think about a home in your life, maybe a physical home that you hated. Or maybe, maybe it's a home that's right here, just right here in these back, this back area, those two brick homes that kind of saddens me every now and then knowing they're going to be torn down. They could be so beautiful. This story is called The Home No One Wanted. As I close. I was built some time ago. I'm nothing special, nothing great. That's why I'm referred to The Home No One Wanted. Many families have come and gone. My dream was to be a forever home, but I'm known as the home no one wanted. As time passed and the world changed, so did I. Not for the better, but for the worse. The home no one wanted. Committees came together to discuss tearing me down, for I was useless, worn out, used. I couldn't recall the last time I was ever wanted. Then someone came who did not want to break me, rather rebuild. The city said, why? He said, he wanted. Blood, sweat, and tears. I could feel the love as nails went through this old wood and the finishing touches of a beautiful paint poured out on me. For once, I was wanted. Next thing I know, real estate agents, brokers, banks galore, fighting to make a commission, they all said they wanted. But to my surprise, the one who took the time died, put in his will, I'm priceless. For I am forever in his debt as I stand proud and tall, astounded. How could this be when I was the home no one wanted. I think of people like Michael Jackson who had so much talent, gift, and ability. But somewhere in his life, 
he allowed a lie to come in to say that his, his features weren't good enough. That his nose somehow needed to be changed. But if he would have just came to the conclusion and knew that it was God who made him fearfully and wonderfully made. And that he didn't have to be anything else but who God made him. I believe he'd still be with us today. Amen. A gifted young man. Talented. There are people like yourself who will go through life and there's that one thing that you're insecure about. Let me tell you this morning, why don't you let God come into the hall of insecurity and stop allowing all these things and only allow him to dwell within that home and you watch him flip it like we could never do. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. Amen. I want to do something different. Uh, Lord's pressing on my heart uh, to allow time. These last few services, I had people come after the service and ask for prayer. And, and so that's what we're going to do this morning. Um, if you want to pray, we're going to open the altars for you to come down and, and pray to allow Christ to repent of your sin, to ask God to forgive you. Maybe you want to come down and maybe you, there are some insecure, there are some things in your life that you need, to, you need to lay at the feet of Jesus. You're going to be allowed to do that. Maybe you want to pray for someone. Maybe you need healing for something. Maybe you found out a family member has cancer. Maybe there's something in your life that needs, it. Need, you, you, you're saying, God, I need you. He's here to do that right now but you're going to have to be willing to come down to this altar and give it to God. Church, you just know your, your pastor has insecurities too. I got insecurities. Insecurities galore. How can, I can't do this on my own. I'm, and God, God will give me direction. He'll speak to me. And I, sometimes I get afraid to say things because I'm afraid people might be upset or leave the church and God's telling me right now, Carlos, I got you. Do what I say, do what I ask of you. If you don't, I will deal with you. God, I need help through my insecurities. I need help through my insecurities. God, I need help through these insecurities. God, help me through my insecurities. And so for those who maybe don't wanna to come to the altar, let me say a blessing over you. Let me pray a blessing over you, and you may be dismissed quietly. But this morning, there are people that need to come to the altar and allow Christ to start repairing, to start rebuilding, replanting things in your life this morning. And if I could have board members, staff members to come down and lay hands on your brothers and sisters in Christ right now. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that we can overcome any obstacle because of you. 
We thank you, Lord, for the faith you give us. We thank you for the salvation you give us. We thank you for the love you give us. We thank you for our church body. We thank you, Lord, for life. We thank you for health. And through the sickness and through the pain, Lord, we stand here and we thank you. And we thank you again and again. So, Father, I pray a blessing over each and every member here of our church. Every person, every visitor, every, anybody watching online. I just, I just pray, God, you would give us a protection. Uh, that you would bless our steps. That you would bless the work of our hands. That we would prosper in you, from you and for you, that we may give back to you and whatever that is in our life, whatever area that is, Lord. Lord, there's family members here at this altar, Lord, who are, are believing God for other family members. And so, Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name that you would have your hand upon that situation, these situations. We're believing, Lord, that you can bring back the backslider. You can bring back the hurting. And so, Lord, for those who are sitting out right now that, that have family members who aren't serving you, people that are not saved, God, we just pray you reach your hand out to them right now. God, we pray for our children and grandchildren here this morning. God, I plead the blood of Jesus. Uh, over their schooling, their education, over their lives, Lord. For they will be the next ones up on this stage. For they will be the next ones leading worship. They will be the next ones. Lord, shall you tarry, Lord? Shall you not come back? They will be the next ones taking your gospel outside these four walls. And so I pray, God, that you start preparing them, Lord, as they're being taught and loved. Lord, we just thank you for this morning. We give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You may stand, church, and dismiss yourself. If you want to come to this altar, I'm, I'm, I'm asking right now, I'm asking right now, come to this altar and pray. I'd like the uh, Millen family to come down just, just here, just with me. Millen family, just come down here with me. Church, you may be dismissed. We love you. We thank you.